Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, aka the NFC. I'm your co-host Alex Meacham, and to my left, to the left, is the very talented, very well informed, usually penless. I'm handing him a pen. He's handing me a pen. No Snapchat. No Snapchat. Although I was at an AU basketball tournament this weekend, and Glenn, everywhere I went, folks were snapping. No Venmo, but he is a local fashion icon. He is Glenn Riley, ladies and gentlemen. That fast, 2018, catch me in the front row. <laughs> like Spike. Uh, what's going on, Glenn? Oh, man, just taking it easy, man. Been gloomy a lot of these days. I was able to check out the uh, the Reds Hall of Fame last week. Never been there before. How was that? I heard underwhelming. Uh, it's really well done. It's not super large. Eh, I felt it was fair for the $10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, imagine going to like, well, you don't go to museums, but if, but don't. it's like the, the, if, if there was a really nice reds exhibit, somebody did, it would almost be equivalent to that. But okay, yeah, I mean, it's cool as, as, um, you know, the, the Bengals don't have anything nicer. <laughs> Bengals. I want to say this, Glenn, and this is off of your Facebook post. Yeah. You watch a lot of documentaries. You watch a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Well, not – I mean, I, I say an average amount of TV shows, but, but a hell of a lot of documentaries. Okay. How many documentaries do you average? A year? Yeah. Uh, Let's just say once once a week, so say say fifty okay. a week. Yeah, that, I mean that's probably they probably don't make that many, so maybe no, I'll say 30, 35. Okay, give me based off of you knowing me for yeah. What's the document you'd like? Yes, mm, that's tough. Um, the Bob Marley one, I think you'd like. Okay, yeah. That that's really dope and really well done. It's just just called Marley. I think it came out maybe twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Netflix. YouTube. Uh, yes, yeah, on Netflix okay. and um, exit through the gift shop. I think you'd really like that one too. Exit to the gift shop through the gift shop through the gift shop. Yeah. Okay. That that's wild, and you 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 you'll be into it immediately because the dude is like like kind of like funny and <clears throat> like okay like like where is this going? Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Good. I'm gonna check that out. I, I I just and that goes for everybody out there in radio, man. <laughs> I've I've exhausted the Tupac, Biggie, and OJ Simpson <laughs> documents. There are so many. I mean, is there ever going to be a Tupac Biggie joint to come? Like we know the people, right? And and they're both dead, right? So if we're not like prosecuting the LAPD for like basically refusing to to explore this further because it's going to indict some of their own why are we even playing around with this you know what i mean right. like like it it it's just, it's just a, it's still super crazy like oh it is it's it's one of the, the craziest the two biggest rappers at the time unsolved mysteries we just we just want to give right. imagine if well, elvis the, we know who i mean we the streets know who did it yeah the streets always know but just imagine if, if somebody shot elvis and and madonna uh-huh. And we just said, 
Yep. Who knows? Yep. It, 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 was, <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, things happen out here in these streets. <laughs> hey, um, The Elvis documentary is surprisingly good, though. It, it, HBO had an Elvis documentary. Oh, really? I watched okay. that last week. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't think you'd like it. Don't don't write that one down. Oh. <laughs> but but surprisingly good for, for what, I, what I wanted from the Elvis documentary. Well, something I wanted to tell you this weekend, um, I was in an AAU tournament in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. And I had a chance to have uh, dinner with one of my favorite Bearcats of all time. That's right. Roger McClendon. Roger Mack. And I've got a, I've got just a, one quick thing with, with Roger. Yum Brands, mm. Roger. Well, that's that's part of my story. I, when we sat down for dinner and I said, uh, how are things te- going? Please tell me you got free tacos. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I have. Okay. Chicken tacos. I, ha- okay. I tasted their chicken tacos actually at the corporate headquarters some years ago when they were testing some things. Because they have. So when you walk this into the This is the, the life. When this you, is what you don't get on other podcasts. When you when you walk into the Yum Brand headquarters, Glenn, uh, you go down this. Uh, be descriptive. This, is it to the left or the right? Um, <laughs> well, when you walk straight in, okay. there's actually a stool. I mean, not a stool, but a bench, and and a, a fake colonel is sitting there. So when you're in the waiting lobby, there's no fancy sofas. Okay, you're actually sitting on a park bench with the colonel with with the with the uh, a life size colonel the original colonel yeah, yes that's right so in which which i have i don't know if i could say this but uh he told me i could probably say it anyway who cares okay guess who might be the next colonel mm. boxer mike tyson um fought mike tyson uh holyfield yes wow I saw the. He showed me the pictures on his phone. I'm not even sure I should even say it. Breaking news. Yes, I was gonna say Foreman, but at some point, um, there's somebody black has got to have like a chicken restaurant. I hear like Shaq is is, is pursuing something national mm-hmm. chicken, but I don't know. I just don't see Shaq as it. Like if if, if there was like a George Foreman chicken, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Right. But I mean, I guess he's trying do, to. Knock do people out still the buy the uh, George Foreman grills? I still use mine. I don't know if people do. You buy really? Them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, that was a good hustle. Would you know about the story with that and Hulk Hogan? He turned it down. Yeah, they they had um two products. The the same company that made the grills made a a blender like mixer, smoothie mixer, whatever. Okay. And they went to Hulk Hogan first and said, "You get to pick which one you want." Like to, to endorse, like it doesn't matter to us. We'll we'll figure out. Okay. And he picked the blender, and George Foreman ended up with the grill, and the rest is history. George Foreman made like a hundred mil off of it. And what's crazy about that too is George Foreman was always seen when he was a boxer as the big dumb dude. Yeah, he was like like super angry, and then he like reinvented himself in his comeback. Yep. And it's really interesting. Like had. Considering the length of time George Foreman was a relevant boxer in the game, like he had the title in like what is it, seventy five, and then again like ninety eight. Had he been like you know, if the Muhammad Ali lost and like set his his mind back, who knows what he would have been? I mean, he could have been heavyweight champion through Tyson's days, through mm-hmm. through um, Larry Holmes. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to, yeah. to think about that. <clears throat> no doubt. Well, so I'm at the – this was, gosh, five years ago at the corporate headquarters at Young Brandon. When you walk down, you, you go through these double doors, and it takes you through a um, – well, first of all, there's like an elevator that takes you up to the higher corporate um, okay. offices. But when you go to the cafeteria area, you walk down this hallway, and it's almost like you're at a game show. It's like a red – 
uh, shiny floor okay. and pictures on the wall um, of all the different foods from KFC to A&W to Long John Silver, like all Pizza of it. Hut. Pizza Hut. All the way down, and there's like bright lights, and you feel like you're on a game show. So you walk down, and then you enter a, um, a cafeteria area, and then they have all the different restaurants in there. Okay. Um, and they test out a lot of things. So yeah, yeah. you can test out the chicken tacos and all that stuff. So I, I did that at one point. It's really, really cool, uh, really cool campus there at corporate headquarters. Okay. But uh, Roger McClendon, who played basketball for the Bearcats, and gosh, back when he played, he was the uh, second all time leading scorer in uh, the history of the school. But yeah. When he was playing basketball, unlike a lot of athletes of our, of our past, he was a uh, engineer, okay, uh, major. So uh, a lot of guys just don't have the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, this very, one's student athletes for student athletes. Yeah, well, some of them, yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, he was a very highly highly intelligent uh, guy. Both parents were were high level educators. So okay. anyway, he goes on and um, lands a job with Young Brand and had, had been with the company for. Worked for him twenty plus years, and um, so we're having dinner. And I said, "How how things at Young Brand?" And you know, Rogers, what fifty, fifty three, fifty four years old, okay. whatever he is. And he says, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm retiring in April." Oh wow, you retiring? Like what? He goes, "Yeah." He said, uh, "You know, I got early retirement, and everything lines up." And he goes, "I really can't. You know, probably not going to get any higher." In the company, I kind of reached where I wanted to reach, and my kids are all out of school. All their schools paid for. Okay. So, so why not? Man. I was like, salute. That's the way the game works, though, man. If you if you do the right thing, you know, and if you, you know, I don't know. You think, you know, I I make peanuts. <laughs> so, like, when, mm-hmm. when, I, when I look at people who make, like, certain salaries, I'm like, I don't know why everybody ain't, ain't, ain't right. killing them and stuff. Like, a, a friend of mine uh, <laughs> was doing something. He was talking about a lot of people ask me how am I able to go on, on on like you know these nice vacations and he's like trying to um you know espouse financial advice. He's like uh because you're a lawyer from a for a Fortune 500 <laughs> company and you probably make like 250 stacks right. a year. Like 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 what are you talking about? Like right. like you got to be super super economically savvy to uh, to afford a three thousand dollar vacation. Were you making that? Like shut up. Right. Well, and Roger to me is is a is a like a blueprint mm-hmm. for a lot of athletes. Like you know, he tried out for the NBA, got hurt, it okay. didn't work out, and he and he fell back on you know his education. Yeah, if you, and, yeah, you, if you you legit get your degree, right? Then you you know you're good as anybody else's uh, degree, and probably even you know a step ahead because you know if people know who you are, or if you got you know you you've met enough people during during the process that you know you can you know flip that into something. You know, probably a lot, lot quicker than than somebody else. You know, right. And I think it helped too with him being a former player, yeah, a uh, potential NBA guy, highly intelligent, black, and at that time, and, like and, a lot and, of corporate and tall and thin. Don't don't don't. Oh, don't, he still is to this day. Yeah, don't don't still sleep on the fact if you're if you're if you're thin, you can get a lot more in this world than if you're heavy, people. Facts. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> it's just the truth. Yeah. Like, man. Well, it was great to it was great to see Roger. It's good to just see success stories like that. I mean, yeah. and, and and he has um he has four children. Okay. All of which um have received scholarships. Oh wow. At some level, um the daughters were all on volleyball scholarships. Oh, okay. Um, I believe one went to Penn, one went to Louisville, um, and then his and his sons uh, are. 
um, either on academic scholarships. So they all his kids have, have received scholarships at some level. So if your kids get scholarships, that's just free money. It's a huge. That's just free money for the parents. Yeah, he was talking to me about that. Like man, that's every kid that gets a scholarship is is, is a new car. <laughs> well, hey, one thing um, that I that I do want to uh, pump up real quick, and we're not going to get into this today, but mm-hmm. um, I was at uh, this week, and it was the Hoop Group Kentucky Jam Fest AU Basketball Tournament. And okay. Glenn, you walk into the Kentucky Expo Center. Um, have you ever been there on the no, fairgrounds? No, I've never been in uh, to no place in Kentucky other than uh, Newport. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's your Florence Mall, <laughs> Florence Yeah, That's your perception of of Kentucky. No, I mean I, I've driven to Louisville and okay. stuff. And I mean the, the the highway is way nicer than Ohio. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, at the Expo Center, what they do is they lay down about. Well, there was two tournaments going on at the same time. There was a boys tournament and a girls tournament. Okay. The boys tournament, um, they had about thirty. Well, between the two, they had about thirty-two basketball courts laid down oh, wow. in the convention center and they were they were split the two tournaments were split by a divider so you could walk through a door and go into the girls go on the boys side and just games going on from i was in the gym from 8 30 to 9 p.m gus macker style uh kind of just indoors um but yeah i, I i'm gonna do you know i've, I've got the um basketball insider edition version of our of our podcast yeah. i got to get on there and talk about you know, AU basketball and, and, and finding what I call the the gold nugget within that. Okay. Because youth basketball is, is changing. I uh-huh. mean, it, it, there's so much that's about to change that I learned. I've learned over the last couple months since the NCAA FBI investigation. Okay. And then what I'm finding out there with the NBA Players Association, Olympic basketball, getting into okay. like Chris Paul and LeBron are going to probably be involved in our world okay. at some point very soon. So things are about to change. Darius Baisley from Princeton, who's going first player ever to go to the G League. Okay, um, that's going to change some yeah. things. So, God, man, it was just so much. It was so much to like absorb there. It was the first big tournament of the year. Okay, so everyone's talking. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's like you know a lot of kids walking around that it's the fallout of the corruption. It's crazy craziness. Hey, real quick, front and center is our super producer Mario Deramus, who has a new podcast. Mario's blowing up. Mario, tell the people about your new podcast, please. Well, uh, uh, we got two shows twice a week. Oh, okay. we got a show twice a week. Uh, it's on ESPN fifteen thirty dot com. It's called Don't Question Yourself. Uh, we actually just recorded an episode, uh, released it th- uh, this morning. We had uh, Fox 19's Jeremy Ryan there yep. talk about the Reds, uh, you know, the firing of Brian Price, who the next manager will be, you know, and his predictions uh, on who the Bengals should draft with the 21st pick on Thursday. Quick question for you, Mario, and I'll, I'll let you finish it up. Who did he say that uh, the Reds would, would get as a manager? What was his prediction? Uh, well, right now, I mean, he he didn't really have a prediction on it. Just pretty much uh, talked about the candidates uh, right now. Uh, got obviously we got uh, Riggleman, who's the interim manager right now. Mm-hmm. You know who they'll probably take a look at. Uh, then they have uh, Barry Larkin, of course, right. who's been mentioned. Uh, and then they got uh, former Yankees manager Joe, Joe Girardi. Girardi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who also uh, make who would be getting uh, a look at him? So, I mean, in my personal opinion, I think they should go after Girardi. Okay, you know, but I mean, that also could be because I am a Yankees fan. You know, I saw what he was able to do up there. Okay, 
But yeah, you know, with, with an unlimited <laughs> amount of money. Yeah, with, I mean, with, that makes a difference, you know. And our manage, management is also different. You know what I mean? You know, what my choice is Peter Edward Rose. No, th- that won't is, happen. Can he even? No, that, he's that, not eligible to be manager, right? No. no. Okay. The Reds, the Reds won't let that happen. No. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think Girardi will be a, a great fit for the Reds. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing is, I don't know if. I don't know if the GM and ownership will uh, actually give him a, a, that much control. I think he'll want more control over uh, player personnel, but you know we'll see what they do. Knowing the Reds, they might go Riggleman. So any chance Dusty Baker gets gets a look? <laughs> <laughs> I think nope. I think Dusty Baker's fine with with the job that he that he currently has. Okay. Well, you know why Dusty Baker really got fired? Why is that? So the Reds had come to him and told him that he had to fire. It was I don't know if it was the uh, hitting coach or whoever it was, okay. and that happened to be Dusty's best friend. Okay. And they said you need to fire him, and he says I refuse to. And they were like, Well, it's either you, you know, a hitting coach. And so well, Dusty said no. He got fired. Well, that's okay. that's an inside scoop. I think I think a lot of people know that. You okay. know, I, I will say this though, if, 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 inside baseball would ask me to. No, with that, with that being, <laughs> hey, with that, I, I would say Dusty Baker is is not only a, a upstanding human being, but he's a great friend. Well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. He's great. You're you're friends with Dusty Baker. No, I'm no, saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying for for him to uh, lose his oh. job instead of firing his friend. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's, sure. a, he's a great friend. A lot of people liked him. He was, you know, around town. Like he was, a lot of people would see him out at restaurants and bars, and said he was just the the yeah, nicest cool guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, just caught up. But in I mean, him. I just tell my friend, like, like here, here's here's my deal. You fire my friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 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 don't don't have me do it. Like, obviously, that's not my goal. If you, if you, the organization feels like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I would just tell a friend, like, look, dog. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to fire you. I don't want to fire you. It's right. them, not me. You steal my cat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know, whatever. Right. Like like you know, it, it's we're not a package deal. We're not a husband wife. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But uh, but the podcast though, it, it will be up officially on ESPN 1530.com this week. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's your first. That's your first <laughs> ever one on the website. But you've been releasing them, correct? Yeah, I've been releasing them. I mean, you can go to Spreaker.com and look it up. Okay. You know, but it'll officially be on the website this week. Now you have a co-host with you. Yeah, Taryn Bland. Okay. He, yeah, he's also a producer uh, with the company. Cool. Well, c- congrats, uh, first of all, yeah, Mario. No doubt. You, 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 you've been here at uh, iHeart for how long? Uh, be three years in June. Three years. Very well deserved. And let me ask you this question real quick. I, I saw, I've seen the podcast. I've listened. I've, I've checked things out. You didn't hit up Glenn for artwork. Some people. Yeah, no, I, I didn't hit up Glenn for uh, artwork. That's we, the guy you got to go to, man. It's really, it's really, it's, it's, it's sad to me. <laughs> Look, is it, is it, does it have to do with the with Ohio the State, Chipo- Michigan the, beat? You, the, no, 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 it hasn't. Uh, no, actually, my, my co-host made the, he made the artwork, so I just, I roll with it. I'm not really picky. You didn't want to. I just, as long, I just want to put out the content. I won't lie to you. Okay. You don't want to shake up the delicate power balance. <laughs> but 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 we'll, but when it's time for new artwork, because we, I'm sure we'll we'll definitely go a different route. But when it's time for new artwork, the first person I will hit up is Glenn. Okay. Okay. Well, All right. 
All right. And I'll I will pay you for your services. Oh yeah. Ooh. I'm just, just waiting for the gift, gift cards. cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let me uh let me quickly shout out the uh social media real quick at NFC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can hit us up. If you've got any thoughts, uh thoughts on our last podcast, which uh Glenn I want to review real quick. It was uh episode forty six and we talked a lot about Cincinnati. Yep. Did you did you uh, read some of the feedback or get any, any of the feedback? I was it was posted on a lot of different social media. Okay, no, I didn't see outlets. most of it probably. But what was what was the the takes? Um, you know, there were there were people that um, um would throw out different things that maybe we didn't mention or okay. their favorite you know places to shop or go or okay. uh, Glenn threw out you know they, they feel we got the chili situation correct. Um, the chili situation, I believe on Instagram, um, skyline one, okay. some people were posting on that. There were, uh, there were, there were a lot more gold star than I actually thought. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Like I, I, I saw somebody post a thing relating to the Broner con- comment last night, um, or a couple nights ago about the chili and then people were talking about gold star or. Skyline. Well, you, you got to expand on what Broner said, which I heard. But go uh, ahead. I mean, the the normal um, offensive Adrian Broner post fight things, but he basically said um, he, he he basically said a shout out to Cincinnati Coney's. Right. Yeah. Because so. he fought the the fight was in in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, and he said he needed to fight the guy in his hometown because he needs to be around some. Conies. Some MFs that 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 <laughs> eat some conies. So there you go. Oh, AB yeah. on the Breakfast Club. They were like, "What is what is what is he talking about?" They didn't know what a cony is. So, uh-huh. so I start to to text DJ Envy. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get this thing started. Here we're on episode forty-seven. Man. And we're going to hit up the stat game, okay? which is going to lead us into the bulk of our conversation today on this podcast. In March 14th, 1960, Glenn and Mario, I need you listening to this, too, because I'm going to need you to to chime in because I've got a question for you, Mario, because I know Glenn's going to know the answer. Okay, in March 14th, 1960, Wilt Chamberlain led the Philadelphia Warriors to a win over the Syracuse Nationals in the NBA playoffs. For a win of 132 to 112, Wilt scored 53 points in 47 minutes. Now, on May 9th, 2001, Allen Iverson led the Philadelphia 76ers to a playoff win over the uh, Toronto Raptors, 97 to 92. AI topped Wilt Chamberlain's 53 points. By scoring 54 points in 47 minutes. 47 minutes. Now, Mario, for you, who is now Wilt and AI's um, rank is one of the top 20 <clears throat> all-time single-game playoff scoring records. For you, Mario, who is the all-time leading NBA single-game playoff scoring leader? Who is it? What game did he do it in? What shoes was he wearing? Oh, this is too obvious. And what famous move did he have that game? They're just lowballing it. Mario. See, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the single game high was from Michael Jordan. 
Correct. I uh, believe it was against the Boston Celtics. Bing, bing. And I think he was wearing the Jordan 1s. Bing, bing. How many points did he have? He stopped doing that. 69. Right. Or 60. <laughs> or, or was it 63? 63. 63. And it was, it was in the garden, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was the famous move? Uh, I remember he did the. He crossed between his legs twice on Larry Bird. Yep. And then hit the jump shot, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I like it, Mario. I like that it. That was such a live – I saw that game in real time, and that was – if you didn't have cable in the 80s, you didn't get – like like Michael Jordan was an underground phenomenon before he was an above-ground phenomenon. And, like, nobody – in the rookie year, nobody scheduled Bulls games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the the, the – the national television um, that you got the games on the weekend basically consisted of maybe seven teams in the NBA. You always got the Lakers and the Celtics, and then you got their main rivals at the time. So you got a, a large dose of the 76ers mm-hmm. with, with um, Dr. J. Mosin Malone. Right. And I think you may have gotten a little bit of Utah at that point. I'm trying to think who else was good. Um, you got some um, – Dallas Mavericks with with Mark Aguirre mm-hmm. and you got um um like some Pistons and some Terry Cummings um um Sidney Moncrief Milwaukee Bucks right so but you got no Jordan unless you had like the TBS channel which is Chicago channel and I'm not even sure how much Jordan you got then because that was primarily. That was they played they they showed Hawks games on TBS. Okay, yeah, not yeah, I'm not I'm thinking WGN. WGN, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. and and I mean I think they were, I don't know if they were on everybody's cable or or at the time or were they primarily a Cubs thing, but basically, if you didn't have cable, you didn't see Michael Jordan. You right. saw Michael Jordan rookie year in the All Star game, and that was it because zero Chicago Bulls games were scheduled for national TV, and then. The second year, once they kind of upped Annie, they realized what they had. He got injured, so you. So this is like almost the coming out party of Michael Jordan is in these playoffs because he had only probably played maybe three or four games on network television until that point, mm-hmm. and it was still like like this is crazy. This this, this is happening. Hey, you know, you know it's crazy. Actually, like the past two weeks, I've been thinking about something. I've come up with the weirdest. Almost like I, I don't want to say it's uh, it's like a theory, but it but it is. Ben Simmons has a a realistic chance of becoming known as the greatest player in NBA history, and I'm not saying that like to discredit Michael Jordan or anything, but I think he's been like he's far enough removed from the Jordan era to where. People can act, like honestly at this okay. rate, at this rate, if, especially if he develops like a consistent jump shot, then I think people, you know, let's say he finishes his career like top five in scoring and top ten in assists, and maybe I don't know top twenty in rebounding. Right? I think that'll be good enough to where people are like, this guy is the greatest player of all time. Mario, hold that. Hold that debate for a little later because we're going to get into some NBA talk here, but we're going to talk about Ben Simmons shortly. Okay? Oh, good. You, you hold that. I'm sure. I'm sure Glenn's ready to ready to throw some. Uh, that's crazy. Throw, throw some darts at you. <laughs> but no, I understand but, what you're saying though. Right. So okay, 
let's let, let's jump into this NBA talk now. The NBA playoffs. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference right now. The Raptors versus the Wizards. They're tied two two. Have you been watching any of this, Glenn? Not that series. I don't care about that series. I don't either. But I tell you what, I am tired of seeing Drake standing up like the entire game, yeah. talking to every player. Six God. I almost hope the Raptors lose so I don't have to see him next round. You know, there used to be a lot of conversation, Drake or Cole. Now everyone, everyone's Drake. Drake won. Drake won the battle. It's, it's like Pepsi versus Coke. We can we can hold that to our music. We hold we session. ain't holding nothing. I don't <laughs> see where, where's J Cole at, at 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 the the Hornets games, huh? People like that new J Cole album. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit. So um, Bucks versus the Celtics uh, tied two two. Yeah, another. I think. I'm wondering does Brad Stevens' magic wear off once you get into a series and people, you know, like the coaching advantage is a big advantage when you're coming in you know on a one game right but once you you get to you know when you when you're in a the nba playoffs is all about counter moves Mm -hmm. and it's going to be interesting i don't know if the coaching advantage can ever be that pronounced once you get you know three four games into a series it's kind of like well i know what i know what you got and you know what i got right yeah it just all depends on players yeah but i mean you know their two best dudes are out so that they're doing right thing it's it's still Still remarkable, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting going forward. That that that's the one series I've you know really enjoyed watching and stuff. I don't really have a personal interest, but it's fun just seeing the player. Okay, so we have the Seventy uh, Sixers versus the Heat. The process is, is is working just as I predicted many years ago. It's all on record. <laughs> They're up three one. Yep. Uh, did you see the fight the other night? Uh, yeah, caught a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons seems to get into these little scuffles every now and then. And what I like about him is he doesn't care. Like Ben Simmons is, is, is hardcore. Ben Simmons don't, is you know f your feelings. He'll he'll walk he'll walk up to these these different players that he's getting ready to quote unquote fight with yeah. with his hands behind his back down like he doesn't care. Yeah, see, he's like hit me. See. He he learned from from, from his light skinned predecessor um, Blake Griffin that you you gotta you gotta enter a league you gotta let him know you ain't on it. <laughs> All right, and I think this be this is the <laughs> this is the one series that I've really paid attention to: yeah, the Cavs versus Pacers. Yeah, tied two to two, and I think the local series. I, and I think this, yeah, right. And I think that game last night, the, the Pacers had to win that game. Probably so, but I mean. LeBron, when his back's up against the wall, is, you know, you just kind of know that you're going to get a, a solid effort. And that has to do something to, you know, the locker room knowing, like, okay, we got the, we got the dude that's going to, you know, be the best player on the court, fully motivated for this one. So Right. How about how about Lance Stevenson finally getting under his skin? What's that guy's problem? Man? This is your boy. This, this, <laughs> this is your friend, friend Lance Stevenson. I, Lance is a di- Lance is a different guy, man. No, no doubt. I I I know Lance uh, well enough, but he he's not always in real been life. Like is this. he is he a, a normal person or is he kind of like like is he quirky? Does he he's he's quirky for real? So okay. I'll tell you one story. So um, I text him. I'm out in L.A. Mm-hmm. and he's playing with the Clippers at the time. So I text him. I said, Hey, I'm in L.A. I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to look for you after the game. <clears throat> no response. Okay. Get to the game. Game's over. 
Chris Paul invites us back. We're in the back hanging out with Chris Paul. Chris Paul says, hey, I'll give you guys a ride to your car. So me, Jamal, and everyone walk to the back. So every player's in the parking lot. Well, it's a, you know, a enclosed garage thing. And Lance pulls up in a cream Bentley. That's what's up. He's getting ready to leave. And he sees me and he's like, what's up? And I walk over and, and, and Chris Paul was like, you know, you know, Lance. I said, yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. He was like, oh man, I forgot. And so I walk over and uh, Lance was like, man. So he starts yelling at me like, how do you come to LA and, and don't text me? Yeah. And I pull out my phone and I show him. Uh-huh. I said, I did text you. And then he goes, man, you, you don't have the right number. So I go to the part where it pulls the number up, not the name. I said, what's your number? And he reads it off. And I said, this is your number. He's like, oh, my bad. He's like, all right, man, I'll catch up with you. He shakes my hand, just drives off. This is like so weird. Yeah, like why, even if so, if we had even successfully had the text, what would we we what experience would we have if since, since you now know I'm in town and and you know it live for the night but it it's that's just that's just that, that right there that story kind of sums just Lance up being Lance. It's Lance being Lance that's yeah. all you could say and he he loves I think he he's not always been like this like if you watched him early on he's he's quirky he's goofy but he's not been this goofy in the past it's almost like he knows this is now his brand in the NBA. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. he falls. Mario, you've seen this. He like falls down and like <laughs> throws crazy. Like there's a, I don't know if you saw this, um, Glenn, but there's this thing the other night where he like runs into one of the uh, Cavs players and he like falls down and like people were putting it on loop on the internet. It yeah. just looks so goofy. And it's just like, but he's been doing that all year. Now he's wearing like every retro Jordan. Okay. Every game that that doesn't match. So now him and PJ Tucker in competition of who can wear the most rare retro. So he's just almost got his brand. Like, okay, I might not last very much longer in the league, but I'm I mean, gonna be a soap opera. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, he's got his years in though. I mean, what was he like? Oh, nine? for sure. Yeah. I mean, no, he's, he's he, he. I don't know if he's been there nine. Has he? No, he's been what seven years. Is it okay? okay. I mean, Lance Stevenson could be a top 50 player in the league if he's, you know, mm. got his mind right. Yeah. Top 50? It, top 50. It, it, it he could be the second best player on, 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 on a um, seven NBA teams. But I guess you're saying if, if his mind is focused in, his mind's right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one thing about tell Lance. Wise. Lance is probably the second Probably the second guy that I've ever been around with hands that big. And that's all you need in basketball. <laughs> that's all you need in basketball. Hey, man, the way that dude grips a ball, like you gotta, you can go on YouTube and see some of his just like just him gripping the ball, like yeah. holding it. It's, it is crazy. That's what made Dr. J great. No doubt. Michael Jordan, too. Yeah. You know one thing, though, about Lance, though? I think Lance, if he were a coachable – if he were a more coachable player – I think that he could he could be really good. He could be a top fifty player because yeah, he, he has the talent for it. But I just don't. Even when he like when he was at UC, you can tell Cronin had no control over <laughs> over Lance. No one has ever had control over. Lance. And that's what I'm saying. If, but if he were a, a guy that if if someone were able to come in and coach him like a, a Mark Jackson or not saying that they're not doing a good job in Indiana right now, but I just think there's so much more that they could tap into. You know, for him skill wise, uh-huh. but you know, 
That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It's it's just a matter of Lance uh, getting getting focused in, and ironically, as we're we're talking about Bearcats, Sean Kilpatrick just texted me from the from the Bulls. Okay, yeah, I should hit him. You tone, and your tone. you and your your name dropping the text. I'm, I'm serious. Forward that text to Lance. <laughs> Say this is this is how it's done. <laughs> See, look, look at the top text. He just he said, "Bro, got a question." Okay, great. So, he must got a question about Lance. <laughs> like let's, let's, a, let's ask the question on air. <laughs> we should. Um, how about, did you see the picture, as we're talking about the Cavs uh, Pacer series, the picture from last night, Mauro, you might have seen this on the internet, where they had a team huddle, and Coach Lou is like outside of the huddle <laughs> looking at, did you see that picture? Yes. He's looking in as like LeBron's leading the huddle. Have you seen this? No. Doesn't look good. Hey, whatever. <laughs> He's like on his tiptoes. Well, I'll tell you what I what I've been telling everybody. LeBron has been the coach everywhere he's been outside of Miami. And back then Pat Riley was just calling the shots and Eric Spolster was getting the credit for it. I'll let you take that, Glenn. Uh I mean, obviously the star player has an inordinate amount of influence on a franchise. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but but also you know, if you the, even think his first couple years, Mario? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought, I, yeah, I, no, no, without I a doubt. I don't think when he was young. Yeah, I don't think his like first like three years in the league. Where I don't think I think Mike Brown was legitimately the, the coach of of those teams. But as it progressed, once you get the leverage of like you know in LeBron's second year, there's no danger of him leaving. So even though he's obviously the the meal ticket for the town, there's not this insane pressure for him to to deliver a title at that point and he's not you know he doesn't have the leverage to to jet unless you completely piss him off Mm -hmm. so you know you got to sign that first contract with the team you're at because that's where you know the the financial structure of the nba pretty much means anybody who's a great player has to re-sign that first time before you become like the super you know eligible free agent where you get the, the the huge cash and I want to talk about when when we jump into our our MVP race a little bit later. I want to talk about where you guys think LeBron will end up next year. So quickly, Mario, you first. Who's coming out of the East? The Cavs. Glenn. Mm, I don't know. I'm probably looking at, at at the Sixers now. Okay, I'm with you on that. Let's talk about the Western Conference: the Rockets, uh, Timberwolves. Houston leads two to one. Rockets are struggling. I wouldn't say they're struggling. But they should, they should, they should pull it out. Coach they said they're struggling. I mean, what kind of play was that? He was. He it's was, all he was about them, them hitting hitting their shots. If they hit their shots, they win. So you think they'll be fine? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Okay. Have you watched any of that series? Sparingly. Okay. Golden State versus the Spurs. Pop's uh, wife passed away. Yeah. Jeez. That, 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 that's that's pretty sad. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That that'll probably be over the next next game. Spurs without Kawhi is just a, a I mean, what do you even you know? What's the best that can happen with that? What what happened with that? Do you think? What, what, I think he's what really south? concerned about. I think he may have looked at what happened to Isaiah Thomas last year and mm-hmm. said, "I'm not I'm not risking it. I know I've got my money. If I just hold Pat, no need to give anyone the expectation that I I, I you know I'm not going to be healthy coming up." So. It is what it is, but it really seems like it's deteriorated crazy, and, and yeah. just the lack of communication just seems kind of bizarre. Well, 
it was a rumor that uh, he was actually just trying to gain leverage for a trade to the Lakers. I don't know how I, true that is, but I've, I've that's heard, the rumor. I've heard several people mention him with the Lakers. Can he just season. go to a Lakers next year anyway? I mean, like you don't have to. You're, you're talking about for next season? Yeah, but you're a free agent next year. Well, n- well, no, that's they were trying to get the trade to happen this year before okay. the trade deadline. Okay, you know, but you know, he said because he said that he didn't want to come back and play, and and that's why he continued to to hold out because he like they wanted to trade, but the organization didn't want to trade him. Yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, he's such a bizarre character and doesn't, doesn't talk at all. So it's kind of like right. whatever you think is, is your guess is as good as mine. Yep. So what about uh, a healthy Warriors team? I don't think we're getting it, man. I mean, you know, the we're burying the lead, man, in the West, man, the Pelicans. Like, like who saw this coming? Yeah, I yep. did. You didn't see nothing. The Pelicans? I said it on Twitter that that they would be Portland. Well, well, no one's checking your 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 Twitter. (laughs) I'm saying, but but I'm saying the 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 wave started before then. I'm talking about like when Demarcus Cousins. Well, here's what you could here's what you could could predict when Demarcus Cousins um, leaves the situation, things get better. That's well, not true at all. Well, okay, hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, it's exactly true with the New Orleans Pelicans no, 2017, 2018. No, Anthony Davis was just forced to do more. So his numbers increased when it was the Marcus Cousins. And the left. wins increased. And the, 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 but they were, the, they were, they were still, increased. they were still in the playoff hunt. They would have made the playoffs regardless. Well, that's not the point. They weren't, okay. they weren't, they weren't a legitimate, um, contender to, to rival the Golden State Warriors. I still don't know if they're a legitimate. Contenders. Everyone and, knows and, their team improved. No, and and also with Steph Curry being out, that makes it a more attractive no matchup. Doubt, no doubt. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying Curry and and Durant could have been out, and they weren't weren't the Pelicans weren't seen in that that same class. Oh, that, now that's just false. No, that's 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 so false. That that's not false. You telling me DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, and then nobody even saw the emergence of Drew Holiday coming like that. Like exactly, he did in but the that's series. what happens when, when DeMarcus Cousins leave the situation. <laughs> no, but it's not a. That's not about DeMarcus Cousins. It is about DeMarcus. No, Cousins. A center clogged well, the lane in twenty eighteen. But DeMarcus Cousins could play inside or outside. Well, well I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding, man. Like, 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 just look, look he at was, the re- look at the results of the team. The only thing that you have to go off of Demarcus Cousins is, is when what he gone. did in Sacramento. Sacramento is, is a crap organization right now. Oh, what are you talking about? This is your, this is the team that you said was going to win thirty eight yes. games and, 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 and couldn't muster twenty eight. Yeah, because they do things like they go out and sign Zach Randolph and Vince team. Carter, who Why, are thirty eight plus years old. This is how you speak low. of your team. Yes, you're you're right. It is and, and, and we because were, they they do absurd things. They offered Otto Porter one hundred twenty two million dollars. So why are you making and, these and bets? Because I believe him. I always believe in my team. I don't believe I'm, your team. You're saying they they do absurd things. They do. Well, uh, that, to his credit, Bengals fans do that all the time. That's kind. Of, that's what I mean. But the Bengals are now a a perennial playoff contender. Like that 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 that's true in the, in the last you know in the Marvin Lewis age. Yeah, but not in the last two years. But they're a playoff contender. If if you're not a playoff can, you have to be in the playoffs to be to, to be a con, to, no. To you con, don't. You have to be like in in the season. Oh, within okay. the last, last like two two weeks of the season, are you still in, in in the playoff hunt? A playoff contender means you're you're every okay, year. Okay, it means you're, you're contending for a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And in the past two years, they have not. Yeah, and they the, have been and, they've been eliminated in the past by, seven years. They've been there five, five times. times. Okay, so there you and, go. and they won no playoff games. But they're a, a, a perennial playoff entry contender. 
Oh, every every team's a contender at the beginning of the season anyway. Well, are the Browns a playoff contender um, perennially? No, they have well, not been. Week one they are. because We're not talking about week one. Talk about the final weeks of the season. Are you in the hunt? Yes. The Bengals have been that for the, the predominance of the Marvin Lewis age. That's facts. Uh, the, the the, Pel- they, they've been there seven times. He's been coaching 15 years. Uh, so 50%, 50% of the time. 50% of the time. So that means you're, you're perennially in the hunt. All I'm 50% telling you, of the times you actually made it. All I'm telling you is you, if you get 50% on a project, then you you failed. But that but that's not because they're not 28 teams all producing for the, the project. That's not how, how it works. It's not like a grading system. Yeah, no, but, I, but I'm telling you 50% is still a failing grade. But that that is here, here's what, and I like Marvin Lewis. Here, here's nothing why you're wrong him. about pl- comparing grades be- it, it could, to people. That's like saying you're you're um, out of all the people in the class, out of thirty two people in the class, you're the seventeenth smartest. So that means you are contending for the role of the top twelve because you're in the the hunt. That's not what what that, that's that would be an accurate analysis. Of a playoffs, it's not about answering questions. Yeah, no, I'm, but because I'm, there's not a winner or a loser. Everybody in the class can get a 100 on the test. Yeah, everyone in the NFL can't go 16 and 0. So I, I'll tell you, I put it like this. So I've debunked what you just said. If he's coaching, if he's coach, if if it's a coach that's been back, coaching for 10 years, back to and, he, and, he, and he makes the playoffs his first five years, and then the, the last five years he doesn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't see him as a a, a great coach. No one said a great coach. I, I wouldn't said, see. Well, what 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 if what are those records in those years? If the records in those years that you're missing are nine and seven and eight and eight and seven and nine, I would say, yeah, you're still in the hunt. If the record in those years were four and twelve, you're in the hunt. But did you? And, you're in the hunt. But did you make the playoffs? Nobody. You don't. A you contender don't, doesn't always make the playoffs. Is what I'm saying. A playoff contender. That's that's a fact. Well, I'll, I'll tell you like this: when the players get those bonuses for making the playoffs, they don't get a. They don't have a anything in the contract. No one said they did. They don't get a contract that says, "Oh yeah, you get a bonus if you're in the hunt." No, it, it, did you make the playoffs or did you not make the playoffs? You my, can miss my, the playoffs at ten and six. My, my, because plenty my, of teams my have. statement. My statement is is not that you get a bonus for making the playoffs. My statement is you're in the hunt until the the final yeah. weeks of the and season. And I tell you like this: Lovey Smith went ten and six his last year in Chicago and got fired because well, he didn't have for the, because because he didn't make the playoffs. Mario, you're taking the the podcast in, in a in a tangent because you can't accept that what I'm saying is obviously fact to a neutral viewer. Now back to Demarcus Cousins, who the team. Undoubtedly improved upon him getting injured, and that also is a fact. They didn't. I would say that they were. Gonna, look at the record. What's the record beforehand? What's they, the record without him? They is made, it better with Anthony Davis? Um, they would have no cousins. They, they would have made the playoffs regardless. I'm not saying would they made the playoffs. Saying did they have a better record without? They would have beaten. They would have beaten Portland with did they or have without. A better, with or without. I'm asking answer. A yes DeMarcus or no question. Y- yes or no question. Did they have a better record? With Demarcus Cousins injured in the 2017-2018 NBA season, yes, the, la- the last the Thank last the last month Thank the you. last Can't... month they I won't say that they had a better, but they had no. they had a really strong run. They had a better. Record. They had a strong run at the end of the season. Percentage wise, without they had a better record. W- without, but you is going off of a smaller number. I know it's a so, smaller so the percentage. Size. Yeah, so so the percentage is going to be higher. No, it's not. Yes, it, it is. It's not not invariably oh, it, it'll be higher. It's not going to be higher. But they look. 
They had a, it's, it's a, about it, percentages. It's, it's, it's they have a, a higher percentage win percentage. But it's, but it's a smaller sample size. I know it's a so, smaller sample so size it, because it, he did get injured at the at the at the forty one game mark. But that's what I'm saying. But and, but had he gotten injured at the forty, they would have been way better. Then that's a fair comparison. They would have been way better. You no, don't know that. I, when you going, don't know that. When you well, we know nothing that that, that that is yet to happen. But I'm saying. When you go by strictly percentages, what I'm saying is absolute fact. We can only assume that uh, path future performance is based on past performance. So with Demarcus Cousins, they were not as good a team as they are without him. I won't. I won't say that that's be- true because your 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 heart is tied to your Sacramento fandom of Demarcus Cousins when he there led you to zero success. All right, so. Glenn, you say uh, Golden State will not be healthy. Uh, Steph isn't due back, you know, first game, so that that's that's going to be real interesting. Okay, and the, and the Pelicans go on. Anthony Davis is just on fire. Yes. Now, OKC and the Jazz. Jazz lead two one. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this. Why is that? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of of Russell Westbrook. We know. So if OKC loses this series, what does this mean for OKC? Uh, I don't know what they do. I mean, I think we we all know Paul George is leaving. Does he go to LA? Yeah. Okay. He's basically he's basically in LA right now. <laughs> I, I I agree. He's got one foot. He's got he's looking at real estate. What what about Carmelo? I don't know what you do with Carmelo, Carmelo right now. It's getting it's getting sad. Yeah. I was thinking about uh, and who wants to play with Russell? Carmelo is like like the, in the Jay Z Nas debate, um, like LeBron and Carmelo, like like um, Nas is like like um, Carmelo now, like like you 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 you're just not you're just not coming with the fire, right? Like it used to be a discussion, but now exactly, I, I'd agree with that. What, now, what about Russell? I, I just will you, will you be able to get anybody to play with him moving forward? I just think his style isn't isn't you know doesn't play doesn't play well with others. I don't know who you can get that would be, and I mean, and what he does is amazing, but it just I, don't, I just can't see that producing like like a bunch of wins. With you need a real, you need someone who does who's not ball who needs the ball right ball and, dominant. And, and and who who is that that's a star nowadays? Like who are your non ball dominant stars in the NBA? That would 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 say, oh, I want to play with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, he gets a tri- triple double for the second year in a row, which is the first time ever anybody in NBA history has done that. What do you think about that triple double this year versus the one last year? Mm. Now, keep in mind this. Keep in mind, last year, yeah, it was a big he, thing. It was a big thing. He was he was the MVP this year with the same triple double numbers. He's like ninth. Yeah, no one, in no one, no one's considered him him for the MVP. Okay, now now speak on that. Well, last year I didn't think he should get he should have got it either. I thought thought it was James Harden's award, and and I'm I'm now on the right side of history. I think looking back, um, I don't know. I think people were just so enamored with the numbers, and now this year they're kind of like you know it it shows you that I don't want to say it means nothing, but the the way that the team choreographs his rebounds is so frustrating to watch like come on right like in that final game he got he needed like i forget what it was you could have bet 
everything you own on the over on the rebound amount because you knew that the team was going to contrive the situation right. so that Russell Westbrook got his award. He needed right. 12. And he got like 20. I mean, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's so It's so ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to make sure. It's like, come on. Like, this right. this, this isn't organic I almost, I almost feel like Russell Westbrook has an understanding that 15 years from now, people aren't going to remember the actual game. They're just going to see the stats, and they're yeah. not going to know the contrived statistics. And that's what, uh, that's what hurts the Wilt Chamberlain greatest of all time debate because he was so um, – infatuated with the idea that he was going to be statistically the best player of all time, that he didn't focus on winning. He just focused on the numbers. Right. Like, Wood Chamberlain never fouled out of a game. So, like, this is crazy. You it know what is. I mean? Like, why would, like, so what degree of aggressive defense can we assume that you were playing against Bill Russell when you were, like, had had this weird fixation of, oh, I'm never going to foul out. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's so, so, like ignorant, you know what I mean? Right. And the OKC thing is so. First of all, Oklahoma City doesn't deserve a franchise over Seattle, obviously. So they know that they're a small market, and they know that stars don't want to come there. So basically, we'll tolerate anything from our star because we don't want our you know best player to leave. And it's so ridiculous when you consider that them cats had three future MVPs on no one doubt. team, and all could have been their prime together. And real talk, in retrospect, they should have traded Russell Westbrook. And I think KD and Durant, the way the NBA plays right now, I mean. That would have been a great combo. Yeah, Harden and KD, you know, that, that's that's a championship team right there. But then they only trade, they traded Harden because his contract was about to be up the next year, right? And, yeah. they, and they chose to basically, they chose yeah, they Serge Ibaka over keeping James Harden. Yeah, but they knew that 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 the KD and you know those contracts they were gonna get maxed out as well. Well, yeah, but I also think that they were you know they knew that Harden was a great talent because obviously he won six man of the year for him. But at the same time, I think that they kind of banked on KD being there for his tenure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get it, but I'm just saying you had the 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 nucleus having to do over. Knowing that you could only keep two of those dudes, they would pick that they, they they would let Russ go. But I mean, I get it. at the time we thought the the hierarchy was KD one, Russ two, Harden three, and Abaka was a solid solid piece as well. So, like I said, it did, it didn't seem. But the the main issue was. They didn't have to do it at the time in which they did it. They, they, he still had another year, and they could have waited, played it out, and and made a better decision if they had one more year. And they did. They, they were, you know, they were cheap. Basically, they didn't want to pay the effing luxury tax, and that's what you get. And yep. and maybe you would pay the luxury tax if you were in a real city like Seattle. All right, predictions, Western Conference predictions here, Mario. Uh, if if Steph doesn't come back. And it's not at least 90% of himself. I'm going Houston. Okay. Glenn. Houston, unless DeMarcus Cousins comes back. <laughs> and then and then definitely Houston. Well, well, DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> is out for the rest of the year. So. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, he's training. Okay. Who, who, wins, who wins the finals? Mario. 
I'm going Houston in six. Okay, you got Houston. Yeah, Houston. Okay, got it. If if Houston and and the the Pelicans face each other, I mean, the the Nose family has got to just be 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 off the wall. That that's be Beyonce versus Solange. <laughs> All right, let's get into some regular season awards. Now, there's a lot of debates going on about the MVP race. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of people are saying LeBron every year, like Michael Jordan, should be an MVP candidate. He should win every single year. Glenn, do you do you believe this? Uh, more often than not, I believe this. I feel he he he's been the best player for. I mean, it's tied to the team performance. So obviously, the Cleveland has been at best disappointing this year. So you can't just be like, yeah. But if you if you just said who's the best player, he's been the best player for the last decade, like every single year. Like it's not even been close. LeBron James, if you just did best player of the year, he probably has like twelve awards. So is that your interpretation of the MVP award? That's why I feel it should be. Okay. I, the, the word valuable is always tricky because cause valuable implies a, something other than, than just purely the best. Like, put it like this. Because, like, well, even, even still, if you if you had one, if, if put it like this, you're starting a team from scratch. You had one player that you could pick from that, that year on your team. Who would get the highest salary in that year? Now that's valuable, mm-hmm. and that would be LeBron every damn year, right? You would think so. LeBron's your MVP for this year. No, Harden is. Harden's your MVP. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mario. Well, for me, it's tricky uh, because Demarcus Cousins. No, no. <laughs> Harden. Would you leave that? Alone? Look, James Harden. <laughs> if if I'm being honest, James Harden should have won the MVP twice now. Exactly. Okay, but at the same time. It's a year in which LeBron, for the first time in his career, has played all 82 games. He's had statistically the best season of his career. But I don't know if he'll win MVP. But I think that's based on on the LeBron factor. Sort of like, I mean, we've seen it before. Like, if, if a guy is good, if he's great consistently every year, if his numbers are just, like, you know, they're, if they're just a little bit better another year, well, he's already been that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we really, you know, he he's increased his stats by a smaller margin, and he's played all 82 games, so maybe that has something to do with it, and he has a worse team around him. And, what they're, what, you know, they finished with a lower seed. So do we really want to give it to him? If they got, a, if they got the one seed, yeah, I think he'd be a shoe-in for it. And also because, you know, he's LeBron James, so his name would would definitely play a factor in it. But... If I had to go off of who I believe should be the MVP, I'm going DeMar DeRozan. I, oh, come on. No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I know. Mar- that's what's the, Mar- Look. Mario, wait, wait, wait. No one has DeMar DeRozan being be Mar- the Mario. league MVP. Mario. Yeah, the league MVP. They Mario. got the number one seed in that's, the East. A, well, what about team with the number one seed in the West who's got a better record? Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. I said who I believe should be. I'm not saying who I think will win. Well, we know that. Yeah, no, I think James Harden will win. But but the, the, to 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 actually believe that that's, is, is that's ludicrous. Just, that's just wrong, Mario. I hate to say somebody's opinion's wrong, but Mario, no way. <laughs> I just <laughs> that is I, 
I can't rock with that one, Mario. Mario with the rogue opinion. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't you don't have to agree with it, but I'm telling you who I believe okay. should be the MVP. Okay. How many votes well, do you think he'll get for number one when they when they tabulate that up? I don't know if he'll even get consideration. He'll get Drake's vote. You know, he may finish. He may finish. He may finish fourth in the MVP race. So wait, wait, wait. Okay, Mario, let, let me throw this at you then. So you think he is an MVP MVP candidate even over Anthony Davis, who's averaged what twenty eight points a game this well, season? Demar Derozan finished with what twenty six. Okay. Two less. So twenty six or twenty seven points per game. So do you? And in the last what last two months, he averaged like almost thirty two points a game. He poured it on. I I just uh, I disagree with you, Mario. Yeah, no, and, that, and that's very respect I, your opinion. I, I, I like Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis also after Demarcus Cousins went down, yeah, his his, his numbers increased. But I mean, my thing is with Demar Derozan is you can't. I don't know. It just seems like a dude is gonna finish fifth in the MVP voting is it's tough to make a case that he's first. Like there's there's always like maybe a, a, a second person that you can make a case for. You really can't make a case for the fifth best, the fifth like, dude. Cause like you can make the LeBron case every year because every right. year he's the best player. So even though LeBron James might finish fifth or sixth, you'd be like, yeah, but we all know he was the best player. No one thinks that DeMar DeRozan was, was you know, oh yeah, really though he was the best dude. Like no way. Statistically, you could make a case for Anthony Davis. That's yeah, what I'm saying. You, you right. can. Team wise, you you have the best player on the best team was was James Harden. The best pure statistics were was either Anthony Davis or, or LeBron or LeBron. So that's what I'm saying. So to make the case for DeRozan when you you're not the best individual nor the best individual on the best team. Well, he's he's the best player on, on the number one team in the Eastern Conference, right? Well, it's not who should win Eastern Conference MVP. It's no. who should win, win league MVP. No, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying. Because and his numbers aren't as good as James Harden's. His numbers overall aren't as good. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, we're just picking a number? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, But his game, his style of play is also way different than James Harden. The offense that they run is way different than they run in Houston. No doubt, but I'm just saying statistically and team-wise, he's not as good. So if you can't make either of those arguments. You know, statistically, and what was it? In 2006, Kobe Bryant should have won MVP, but they gave it to Steve Nash. But the what was the, the records of those teams? It, all right, Steve that's what I'm saying. The record. That, but this is what I'm saying, right? But I'm saying, but the, if you the, have, the way, I'm right, giving you the, both the Raptors, ways. The Raptors have a better record than the Cavs. But we're not comparing whether he should get the war over LeBron. We're saying should he get it over Harden. And if you're not, A, as good a team as Harden's team, or B, your personal statistics aren't as good as Harden, it's tough to make the case that you should win over. Yeah, yeah. but he asked me who I believe should win. Said, why do you I, believe someone who, who's neither statistically as good or his team didn't have success? Right, but, you, but you put LeBron over DeRozan. That's that's my thing. But, I mean, but we're not asking who should be second. Like, the, the only acceptable answers on th- this topic are essentially LeBron – Anthony Davis and James Harden, but Anthony Davis finished with a lesser record than the Raptors. But he had a better. But I'm saying your your case is either best statistics for the individual or better team record. That's what I'm saying. Then why can't why can't we put Giannis over over uh, Anthony could, Davis? You could. I, I would. I would. I would. Okay. I would. I would. I'll let you you fancy that, but you certainly can't because Giannis had a better season to me individually than, than DeRozan as well. But I'm saying you're putting DeRozan over cats who, who clearly had better individual seasons 
and you're also putting him over teams that had better records. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan was a top. He was what he's top five in scoring, and he had a higher shooting percentage than LeBron did this year. I mean, again, we're not talking about is he the better player, the MVP in the East. Make the you can't make the case that he's better than James Harden this year because he didn't have a better record and he didn't have better individual stats. But I told you, I said, I said, I think James Harden is going to win the award. I know, but you said, but you believe that that, that DeRozan. Yeah, should. like if I had a vote, that's who I would vote for. Why would you vote for him over Harden? And I just explained to you why. No, you did. You, you explained why he was and over and because Davis. I think. I think even without James Harden in the the cast that they have, I think they still at least finish as a top four team. If DeMar DeRozan isn't on the Raptors, I don't think they even they might not even make the playoffs. If they did, it would be with like a seven seed. I don't know. Well, so is he the most valuable player on that team? Yes, I believe he's the most valuable player on the best team in the Eastern Conference. I mean, yeah, we we that, that's accepted as fact. But but I'm saying. Because it's either him or, or the point guard, but but again, you you have no <laughs> national support on this. I think, you have to understand how how very unpopular that he is. Because I don't believe Demar Derozan will, will will probably receive a single first place vote from anyone outside of Toronto this year. I think we've had two debates on this podcast an hour that have never been debated. <laughs> we're, just, we're just arguing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Tell me if you guys agree with this. I think this season at some point, and I've never I've not really seen this out of LeBron, I really think he made a conscious decision to go after the MVP award. Okay. Do you do you think that? Because I think in the past, Glenn, let me let me set this up. I think in the past he's always concentrating on being healthy and being prepared for a playoff run. Okay. Whereas I think this year he hit a point and said, you know what? I'm gonna go after MVP. I don't know. I think I think it was just a personal pride thing with with just um, his conditioning. I think that he actually wanted to, and you know, there was the whole thing last year about taking off games or whatever, and the NBA kind of um, acquiesced a little bit and said, you know, and kind of had like, look, we'll we'll start the season earlier, but we don't want you to do this. And I think that was kind of a, you know, those two factors. I think he he made it a a personal priority to play eighty two. But I, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think necessarily he was going after the MVP. The team simply just didn't have the record for him to get MVP. So, you know, maybe, you know, by ha- mid mid season, you kind of knew. Well, well, you know, LeBron can't get MVP because the team isn't going to be. You know, they're not going to grab the number one seed in, in the East, and probably, you know, towards the end, it became clear they weren't going to be the number two seed. So, yeah, I, I don't think he. he I mean. I think he would have liked it, but I think he kind of can read the the tea leaves. Like they they weren't going to give it to him on a team that wasn't, you know, overperforming what we thought they should have. So, all right, let's let's jump into this rookie of the year conversation. Yeah, and and you and you and I have had this discussion before. Ridiculousness. Um, um, now, the the two people that are up for this award: one, Ben Simmons; two, Donovan Mitchell. Both twenty one years old. How about that? So, Ben Simmons, I think, based on the rule, and I think most people will say he is this year's Rookie of the Year. Do we agree with that? Yeah, I think he is. Okay. Slightly. Now, where we have a disagreement... Is you don't feel he should be eligible. Exactly. Um, some people are calling this now the, the red shirt 
rookie year, which personally did he sit down because they just wanted him to sit down, or, or was the man injured? <clears throat> um, you're asking my opinion or what? Well, well, let's ask the doctors. <laughs> my 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 opinion is he could have probably played yes. the last month and a half of the season. Yes, but whatever. Why why even risk that? Right, I I agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't have so a he problem had zero with that. zero NBA games, zero NBA games, just like who Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. So was it an advantage that he was able to live as a seventy six or four year? It absolutely was. But yes. was it an advantage that he was injured and had to rehabilitate? Part of that time, I wouldn't say that's the advantage. Was the advantage that 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 you know somebody else could be perfectly healthy and come into a situation? I mean, every advantage is an advantage for what it is. Is that an advantage? It absolutely is. But is it a disqualifying advantage? And I don't think it is. That's my point. Right. So I think in the future it will be. I think they'll change the rule. I don't think. I don't think it happens enough. Well. I, I I agree with that. It's not happened enough, but I think this year's debate has caused enough for the NBA to look at it. And I, I, I do I think, think they'll so. change it. Now, now, listen, I do think the NBA loved this conversation. Yeah, well, th- here's the thing. Donovan Mitchell looks like he's going to be great. And even in these playoffs, he looks better than what he looked in the, in the regular season. So he's going to be like a perennial all-star. Very, very Dwayne uh, Wade-ish. Yeah, yeah, real talk. But... With a better shot, but go ahead. Yeah, but but with Ben Simmons, I think the NBA has a thing that you want to be on the right side of history going forward. Like when Carmelo arguably had a better rookie season than LeBron, but we knew LeBron James was the generational talent, and tie goes to that dude because we don't want to look back and say, you know, these these <laughs> these fools in two thousand four didn't Not- give the MVP. They're right. going to get a rookie of the year award to, to LeBron James. Like, that's crazy. Right. So I think that's the way they're looking at Ben Simmons. So since it's, it's – I would say play on the court, it, it it's almost a dead heat. But I think he's going to win it with, like, a large percentage of the votes, like 70-30 yeah. going to him. I'd agree with that. So Ben Simmons – But, Lord, you were fighting me fifth- tooth and nail on this last week. Yeah, because I'm. I just think there's a there's a big disadvantage of being in a professional NBA um, organization for a year, learning, especially learning. An NBA guy said this to me because I, I was talking to not not Brandon Hunter, but uh-huh. I was talking to another NBA guy, and he told me learning how to play or be a part of an 82 game regular season is just something that it's tough for a college or even European player to adjust to. Yeah, it's not easy because you go through your bumps and bruises. Just getting adjusted to that is well, one of the biggest advantages. Had Ben Simmons played last year, he would have been rookie of the year. <clears throat> who, who won rookie of the year last year? I'm not even sure. Cat from the Bucks, right? Yeah, it was uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Okay. Um, so probably. he definitely, he definitely would would have been probably. Been, yeah. yeah. And, and and listen, you and I from back in the day, we've said, we've said. Ben Simmons yeah, will ben be Simmons good. Is, is, when, when, is a joy. Ben, well, ben Simmons is better than what what I thought he would have been, and, and, I, and I thought he was going to be, be great. Yeah, people always fight fight fighting us on on anything on um, light skin. <laughs> it's the light skin podcast. <laughs> hey, next week is the all light skin podcast. <laughs> we got by, by Bobby on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was shout out to to to, to Kenyatta Vader Smith for the uh, the 
the Life Kid Hall of Fame post he did earlier this year with the DeBarge playing. No, I've got I've got to see that. that, that Were you f- in the Light Skin Hall of Fame? Mm-mm. I'm, 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 I'm Damn not, shame. I'm not eligible. Who, I'm not eligible until <laughs> six years after retiring. You were red shirt light skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, huh? I, I I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. All well, right, let me ask you a question on Mitch before, okay. before you change topics. Okay. So I know you said you have an issue with uh, Ben Simmons being eligible for the uh, award for Rookie of the Year. Did you have a problem with? Uh, Blake Griffin, with what? With Blake Griffin, and was it 2011? Yeah, he had a problem with that. He won it. Yeah, he won in 2011. Yeah, because he, he, he got injured in 2010, and Tyreek Evans won with the Sacramento Kings. Yes, yes, I, I have a problem. Not yeah, with, he, 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 you said that at the time. Yeah, I, I have a problem with that particular rule. So, real, who do, do you who do you got for rookie year? You got Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think I think you got to go with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think Donovan Mitchell. Sh- is going to get a strong consideration, though, because I think, look, coming into the season, nobody predicted Utah to even be in the playoffs. We Everybody said it was it's a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. They got re- their best player left, left in yeah. Gordon Hayward, yep. and it's time to just take, you know, well, they drafted Donovan Mitchell. Nobody saw him coming, no and way. he wasn't even – the best player on the team was supposed to be uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And then they, they got uh, Ricky Rubio, who was supposed to essentially – be another piece that they kind of help build around down in Utah. But Donovan Mitchell comes out, balls, and takes the NBA by storm. So, yeah, I mean, I think you give a strong consideration. I think it'll be closer, you know, closer than you think as far as the race goes. But I think they'll give it to Ben Simmons, you know, just based off what he's doing. And just to mention, he he can't shoot and average a, a double-double for the year. If he learns to shoot, he's going to be up. A problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got to be a problem, boy. Yep, yep. yep. All right. <clears throat> so, I want to transition from the MVP talk, the ROI Rookie of the Year talk, into talking about KOD. J. Cole's new album drops. Kids on Drugs. Uh, that was one of. There's okay. three names. Okay. There's three names attached um, and the, and the cover looks like it's yeah kids on drugs, but there were there are actually three KOD stands for three different names that I guess play within the album. Okay, all right. So, um, and Glenn, I, I want to take this to you. When you you had a, you had a chance to listen to the album, you yeah, had a chance to okay. So when you first heard it, went went through a couple listens. What were your thoughts? Now you aren't like a super J Cole like yeah fan. I I liked it, but you like the him. last joint, okay, but. Nothing really hit me, hit me, but I, I think it's you know good, not great. I'd say like four, four out of five stars. Oh, but that's but it was still shoot. If I can make an album that's four out of five, that's pretty good. Well, the thing about it is, my process of of now is just like I just go to iTunes and just click on the play all, and they play the minute thirty second snippets and you know what what grabs me. And do I ever say like, okay, I need to to burn this joint right here. I need to buy this song. And I went through and I vibed off of it, but it was nothing that was just like, man, this is cold right here. But, but everything, I, but it was nothing I disliked. So I don't know. I mean, like, you know, once they put out the ATM video, which was, was super dope. I'm like, okay, I'm, I like that song now. Just off the of, visual. Yeah. And that, that that's what was the, the, the intro music on the podcast today. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to see. I like the 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 video was dope enough that I'm like, okay, if if this is the new direction he's going in, I'm I'm, I'm with that. So, what do you think? Well, the the first time I and I I've told you this. I I like to go to three different ways to absorb an album. Okay. I like to go to the gym. All right. I like to get in a car. Uh huh. And I like to run. You like to get high. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> it is not a gym album. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's there. Right. That, that you I mean you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't even take that to a gym. I, I, I tested it in the gym. Why why, why? You know you know that. That that's but I just, that's was, just not the mood. It was well, listen, it was Friday. Uh huh. The album just came out. Okay. Okay. I was only driving for twenty minutes. So you just and I wanted to, to hear the, the rest of it. Okay. So the problem is when you're lifting, you're constantly. You need that six working. nine for the gym, boy. Yeah, that's 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 energy music for sure. Exactly. But but you know you're lifting weights. You can't really absorb the the the, the content. The, the content, what yeah, he's no saying, doubt. and just so um. Unless you're lifting real light weights, <laughs> like a lot of reps. Just do, do just, just see how many times you get these fives up. Well, uh, so I, I I took a drive to to Louisville and I listened to it in the car and it it uh, it definitely um I I don't know yet if it's my favorite Cole album. Okay, but. I like the album. Does it play well in the car? I was gonna go to Indianapolis. I thought it um, did, and I, I, I was like, like, and I'm always saying, like, okay, if my mom's in the car, can I just play the whole J Cole album? Or you know, J Cole will cuss. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's not averse to cussing. But I think he has enough conscious stuff in there that your mom would say, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, let yeah. him slide in a couple. I of mean, the fact that like you won't feel disrespectful playing in the car. It's not like mom, mom was like, oh my god, I can't believe they they, they cuss. But right. it's just like it can't just be you know, going right. going ham. I liked it driving. I, okay. I, I did. Um, now, uh, the highlight tracks for this for this album that that hit me. Nineteen eighty five. Okay. You have a chance to listen to. The yeah, yeah, that's the one. He, he he's, he's getting at the youth. I, I I haven't heard the whole thing though yet. So you haven't heard the whole song. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, that's that's my favorite. Okay. Song on the track on on the album. Uh, Window pane. Probably is the. That's that's one or two, okay. just depending on how I'm feeling that day. But but 1985, I thought was dope because it was an. I thought he took a different twist on kind of a diss record. Yeah, because yeah. little really the 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 song was directed at Little Pump. Yeah, and Little Pump had you know yeah, like F J Cole song or whatever he was doing and you know kind of going at J Cole and J Cole kind of used Little Pump to speak about yeah he's he's basically like schooling somebody as opposed right. to like 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 dissing them. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I appreciated that approach as well. Yeah. I, and it's so funny because you know like Little Pump and a lot of these young ar- artists are calling J Cole an old head. Yeah. <laughs> J Cole's like, "Bro, I'm not that old." Like, what are you but talking about? But that's the thing. That that's what 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 music is so quick and disposable that yep. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, these cats going to be looking at like like Cole Drake and Kendrick are now, you know, early thirties, soon to be mid thirties by the time they, they next stuff happens that it's kinda like They're like OGs, man. Yeah, I mean, 'cause if if, if you get on at seventeen, yeah. True. When when when, True. when they came out, you was you know, eight years old or nine years old. So it, I, I get it, but it's still bizarre to think like, man, like like, you know, people that you know these were the young cats when we were, you know, five, ten years ago. Like, oh, okay, like I wonder what what they're, they're gonna be able to make their career at. But the game is so different, man. Like, you know, we used to have to wait like two and three albums for cats to drop, and now everybody just drops an album a year, and in between, then they dropping like, I mean, we, I mean, we probably gotta get into it. But like, how many albums were just like, 
either dropping or being announced in the past like week. And yeah. then, you know, you yeah. know what I'm waiting for. I know what you, you know what I'm waiting we're, for. We're, we're going to talk about that. But let me let me let me get to the point you're just making. So do you feel like an artist like J. Cole uh, drops an album and I think what he announced it a week prior? Was it about a week? No, nah, it, it was it was closer to like. No, I mean the actual date. But he he announced he was coming out with an album, but the actual date was that about a week out? No, I think it was. It, was, it may have been like Tuesday, and it dropped Friday. Okay, it, it, yeah. It was, so you're saying a shorter window? Yeah, it was real close. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 I'm dropping like like you know three days from now. So do you feel like some of these artists, and we're going to talk about them in a second, that are coming out with albums real soon, June and and May? Do you think that? They see that, and they saw some of the responses from J Cole, and they're like, "We we we got to get our we got to get our stuff out asap." I don't know what what the the thought process is on, you know. There was a time in the past, like it seemed like in the past, like three or four years, it hasn't happened. But you know, stuff would just get leaked, right? And now nothing leaks. Nothing. But like, I don't know how they 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 solved that problem. But if you got something to can. It ain't being. It comes out when it comes out. The, whatever the folks doing with streaming, they yep. ain't. They ain't they, yep. It's encrypted. Yep. So, I don't know. Like, like, like we we have the release date for Drake already. It's like June twenty fifth. And what's the name of the album? Uh, Scorpion. Okay. And I don't know. Like, is anticipation gonna be more or less than if he just announced the same thing on? you know, June 15th. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have the answer to that. I don't, I don't know if it makes a difference or, you know, like sometimes you just be like, Oh, like there have been albums that the release date was so far in advance that by the time the run up came, I was kind of like, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, when you just drop, like, you know, like when Beyonce dropped the, the one joint out the blue. Yeah. When she dropped lemonade, like with, with, not a dollar spent on advertising budget other than her her her, her Twitter feed and her mm-hmm. IG. Just like, psh, get yep. it, get us in stores now. Right. More people need to do that. I would like everything. Like out of the blue. Imagine if you just woke up tomorrow and see yeah, a new Jordans in the store. You'd be like, oh man. Right. That's what needs to happen. Right. The the world needs to needs to get off this. Forget the anticipation. Just drop. That's that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, um, Kanye announces. Three albums he's involved with his own personal album, a joint album with Kid Cudi, and producing Nasty Nas. Nasty Nas. He need to go back to Nasty Nas. I and I, I'm with you on that. So uh, Kanye's uh, you heard my solo po- album. You heard my post that they got a lot, a lot of, uh, got real offensive. Hold, everybody, hold, hold that. Yeah, hold that. So so Kanye's uh, solo album. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what are your thoughts on that? Are you anticipating? Because honestly, when I heard J Cole was coming out. And then Drake's coming out. I was more excited about the J. Cole release, Drake's release, than Kanye's. Kanye's in a weird space because his Pablo wasn't wasn't the critical success of his previous album. I'm with you. And I haven't really I I put Pablo in, in earlier this week and to see, you know, did, did it was I missing something? I didn't think it and, aged well. Nah. Well, the problem is, even the things that he had live beats on, his rhymes weren't crisp. It was like yeah. he was just kind of like like making it up as he went along, like freestyling. It's like, man, you can't do that. Like the song with Kendrick could have been so dope if Kanye's rhyme had been like more considered and thought out and everything. Mm-hmm. And so 
if Kanye thinks that that album was a failure, I think this album's going to be killing. And people are saying like maybe he's back on the sample stuff, so I don't know. Like like But we but they were saying that last album. Yeah. Yeah, and that wasn't Here's the thing, Kanye's never made two conse- right. consecutive um poorly received albums in a row. So I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I can't act particularly in this environment when so many other people are dropping that this is the one I'm checking for. Like, you know, I'm a hype beast devotee. So you just always are just hit with, you know, Kanye wakes up and turns to the left. Kanye right, picks right. out a color swatch for, you know, what, what was the album before Pablo? Jesus. So you, you thought Jesus was a good album? Conceptually. Yeah. It wasn't something I banged Execution, a lot. Execution, though. Yeah, yeah. The, the the for what it was, it was uh, an effective piece of art. Like, and, and the songs that were dope on it were, were were real dope. So you thought that 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 Jesus was good, but but Pablo was the letdown. Yeah, because Jesus at least is a coherent train of thought. So even though it's not something, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. I understand what what he was trying to do and and I think he did it. While um uh, Pablo was kinda like Cruel Summer, in which you just kinda like it's just a bunch Podge, of songs. Podge. Yeah, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. While Jesus was super like tightly focused, like a mood, like, okay, I at least get this. I agree with the and, mood. And like Blood on the Leaves I, was cut, you know what I'm saying? Bound was cut. I didn't like Jesus at all. You didn't like Bound? I didn't. I didn't like Bound. He gave us um Hurry up with my damn croissants. I, I, you didn't like Black Skinhead either? That was the one track that I liked. And Glenn didn't like that song because I, I posted that song and Glenn went, because eh. remember they remember they put that thing on the, yeah, the brick before. wall? And, and yeah. you weren't, that was the song I did like. Okay. But I just thought Jesus, it was, I thought it could have been a lot better. I just thought it was unfinished. I felt like even Rick Rubin said something about like, remember when he said that? He was like, eh, we didn't, we didn't really finish Jesus. It was spare. But that's why I thought that what they were trying to do, like what what does a minimalist hip hop album sound like? And I, I felt on that it was it was it was experimental on that level. But that that was the experiment to make a minimalist hip hop album. So I, you, I'll you give really, that. So you really think that was their goal, or that's how it turned out? No, I think that was the goal. Okay. I mean, I don't know how much like Rick Rubin, like what was the previous version, and then they stripped something out of that. But mm-hmm. that's why I felt like. Like it was a, a cohesive statement. Okay, so Kid Cudi and Kanye are doing a joint album. Are you excited about this, Mario? I think you're a Kid Cudi fan, right, Mario? Mario uh, reminds me of Kid Cudi. Done. I know for real. Wait, wait, wait. In what way? Just how he looks? Yeah, yeah. And just kind of you know demeanor wise, like if 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 of of the the. 30 Cincinnati Edens, I, I kick it with the most. If any of them was to play Kid Cudi in a movie, Mario would be it. I don't know about it. Kid, Kid Cudi's kind of a... Uh, Kid Cudi's skinny and lanky, but... But they're, they're, but I'm just talking about personality-wise. There's cuttiness to, to Mario. Uh, Mario's got Mar- a quirk Mar- factor. Mario will wear some bathing ape. That, but 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 personality-wise, I think they're two totally different. They dance the same. <laughs> we dance the same. Hi, when have you seen Mario dance? <laughs> when, when haven't I seen Mario dance? <laughs> well, that's too much information. Mario, you a Kid Cudi fan? Because uh, so apparently so. you look like him. But I'm, I'm so so on Kid Cudi. I, I really like old Kid Cudi. 
I'm with you on that. I messed with Kid Cudi. His his, his new stuff was all right. His last I didn't album. like his new. I didn't like the last album. I like the earlier Here, stuff. Here's my thing. Whenever you like the old Kid, <laughs> the old Cudi, <laughs> but like every album that Cudi drops, I don't even like. If Cudi dropped tomorrow, whatever. I just I get to it when I get to it, and I always end up liking it. And like the same with the last one, that the the Demon Slaying album, it's got cuts on there. Some. But overall, I didn't. I didn't. Well, it's a, it's a two like CD it. album, which it probably. I mean, obviously, with every two CD album, if I can take off the the, right. the half that I don't like and just make the half that I do. But I mean, that's that's what the, all multiple disc you can probably say. Right. I'm I'm excited just to see what Kanye can deliver to it. You know what I mean? Like, I obviously we've seen Watch the Throne and how that turned out. Obviously, it won't be the same because you know Jay Z and Kid Cudi totally different artists. But I think you know I, I like to I also like to see how well he works with Cuddy on making just an album with those two. I think it'd be better than Kanye's solo album. Well, I think eight oh eight. I I don't me. think so. I think Kanye's solo album is actually going to be. I think it'll be closer to an EP than an actual album. I think it'll be about six or se- about seven or eight songs. What Kanye's album? Yeah, I think it's going to be about eight songs. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard but, it's like seven songs. But I think it's going to be like real good quality music though. So you say Kanye's solo album is going to be better? But I think, but but see, here's my my thought process on that. I think Kid Cudi influenced Kanye to kind of switch over. You well, agree that's with what that? I thought. Eight oh eight was basically was, I, he, he heard yes. he heard um um heard day and night yep and, and and said like okay this is a new wave that I want to want to be down with yep and so I always you know felt that that was a thing but it's weird because I wonder like is Kanye kind of like saying okay people doubting me. I'm just gonna spend a whole bunch of time crafting something, and now I'm gonna hit them all with it. Like, like we just gotta have two months of just where Kanye just dictates the culture because I'm dropping all these. He also got um, who's the 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 Nas? girl? No, the oh. the girl. Um, is it not Zelia Banks? Not Zelia Banks, but the uh, the one who danced in the video. Sumpert's wife. Oh, uh, Tiana Taylor. Yeah. He's doing her album? I think so. I yeah, think he is. The, the, he's that, doing her that's album, too. As well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't really checked out much for her stuff. I don't really have an opinion on her, but but all that and Drake coming, I mean, it's just going to be a whole lot. And I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's Pusha T album yeah. coming this year, yeah, too, that's the, yeah, that, that's he's, that he's working well. on. I did, I did see that. What do we make of Pusha T? Pusha T is better than the albums he makes, I feel. Mm-hmm. And that that's another person yeah. that I kind of feel like, like I agree with that. Like he should be agree totally higher on, on on the totem pole. Yes, but, but somehow doesn't doesn't knock it out the park as often as he should. Well, I think his, he's similar to Fabulous. Like his features are more impressive than his actual solo projects. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd agree with that too. Have we talked about Fabulous since the incident? Uh, no, I, uh, I, I hate that. Like that was, I don't. I don't that was pretty wild. I, I don't feel like I can. I can. You know. I can be be as fully in support of, of fabulous as I, I was was, and that leads us to Ray Schremer. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, how did that lead us he, to Ray? I, it, there, no, he just wanted to go to Ray Schremer. No, it's saying that that's who I'm in support of now. I have to double down. Okay. I, I have to take away my fabulous fandom down a little bit, okay. and, I, and I'm just piling. I'm, I'm pushing more more coins to the center of the, of the, of the table, and and, and 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 spinning the the um the. <laughs> The, the, the black and the black and red <laughs> yeah, roulette, you, roulette wheel on Shrimp Life Three. I'm giving him something though because right now I feel like they're kind of in the same lane as 
like Drake, where they can put out anything and they can't miss. It's just tough to miss. They can't miss. And, and I was so early on this. That's the thing that 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 that, that well, everybody a- everybody just gives me the credit now, and I, and I tell them it's not it's not me. It's God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. You. You, you've talked about them for a long time, and I feel like you— Early to the party. What a lot of people there when I pull it up. There weren't. And Got a good, real good spot in the, in the parking lot. <laughs> you you were on them like I was early with when when Bieber transitioned uh-huh. in, into his like new sound. I guess. Remember that? I guess, but Bieber was a lot more popular nationally. Than, oh, than, oh, than, no, than, no yeah. doubt. I'm comparing like there were a lot of people like, nah, I, I'm not messing with Bieber, and then yeah. he, he he dropped some hits, and they were like, okay, this dude could. Yeah, yeah, they still haven't fully come around. You still, you got still got some Bieber holdouts. That's fine. Yeah, he, he's in a different space now. But anyway, we're, we're not going. We're not going to go there. But all right, so so is Bieber dropping anytime soon? No, he's he's very religious now. Come on. He, I, I, I'm, I'm worried. There's a gospel album coming. I'm very worried. I don't want to hear that. No, he on his Instagram he posted a, um, I think he might have been in the car and he was singing some gospel tracks. Oh man. So, so sorry. So Kirk, Frank, Kirk Franklin's gonna be producing this next one. Oh man, say it ain't so. I know, I know. But so, so okay. Ray Schremer, what are you looking for? It's gonna be what? Three, uh, three disc release. That's coming, tough coming. to do. Has anybody done that besides Prince? No. I don't know if anybody's done it successfully. No, no rap artist. Okay, no rap artist. Because I remember Prince had the... Apparently it's nine songs each, but the, it makes sense because essentially they, they kind of did it like... Outkast probably should have done this when they did um, Speaker Box, The Love Below, is essentially mm-hmm. do the solos, but actually... And with the way streaming works now, I don't know how many people actually got and buy the physical album. I will, of course. Right. Early morning. Right. Um. But at everybody's records. No, I'll probably go to Target try to get a. Last time I bought it, I, I was up there at Target early, early in the morning. Not early in the morning, but you know, pre twelve o'clock. Uh huh. Can't be a demand on Trim Life Two like that. And the girl basically could, couldn't find it. Said, "Let me go in the back and say we have one copy." And I bought the one copy. And I'm like, how many, like, you know, there's not a line at Target in, right. in Cincinnati, Ohio, for Shrimp Life 2 in the age of streaming right. on the opening day. And somehow that was the only one, and I got it. Was there an explanation that it had, and when had I been opened, selling? And when I opened it up, it was autographed. I said to Glenn. No. <laughs> now, I don't know what the deal was. Like that was, that was. Maybe she couldn't find the rest of them. But why, how can she find one in the back and not find all of or them? Or maybe maybe Target just ordered that one copy. <laughs> they, 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 they know their audience that well. They say, well, Glenn will be here on Friday. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've been expecting you. <laughs> Glenn's here. So, yeah, so it's like one one album for each one of the dudes in there. And, and then the joint. Yeah. Okay. And, um, That's a, I like that idea. And I did like a Venn diagram that I post on Instagram with like the three discs. Okay. And guess who liked it? Mr. Sway Lee for the second Two likes on Instagram for 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 current star and future megastar Sway Lee. I think I think there's something there, Glenn. I think I'm, you're gonna be I'm working just building, with them. I'm just building. It. They 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 know they, they saw how early I was in the parking lot. <laughs> did, did I tell you? Um, did I tell you the Stephen Bosco story? The parking lot story. I don't think I've shared this. Stephen Bosco died, the inventor of um, um, Hill Street Blues and mm-hmm. Cop Rock. Yep. And I was listening. That was to last him. week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um. And um, L.A. Law, and he um, 
was uh, there was a guy talking about him and said the thing he most remembered about him was that he went to this um, Hollywood park in which you know like a lot of writers work at, mm-hmm. and Steven Bosco had um, like the people the top people had uh, personalized um, parking spaces like um, Ben Affleck was one of the guys. Uh-huh. Steven Bosco he remembered had two, and he parked his car in it diagonally. <laughs> so shout out shout out to the gods. So I saw something the other day, and they were showing his um, the 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 shows that were successes. Mm-hmm. Then they were showing some of the shows that failed uh-huh. that he had. Cop Rock was one of them. <laughs> How funny was that? Cop Rock was that was terrible. No, it was no, no, was... no, it was not. We 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 we, we, we oh. I would die on that hill. Stop it. The the debut of Cop Rock. It was it was really funny because I heard a story about a guy who was, who was in the the room on the initial screening of Cop Rock. Okay, and Cop Rock had a song. The first episode was was you know people tuned in, and there was a song in which I think a dude was talking about his um I think his wife had died, but the child was born. Okay, and, and she died in childbirth, and the guy was singing a song to his infant son about his wife. And the guy said he, he showed this scene in the group of thing and said he was about to like shed a tear and everything. And he said it was, it was the most emotional moment he recalled ever seen on, on screen. And they turned down the lights and there was some like Joe lunch pill dude who was just watching that in, in like the testing and said, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> But if you ever get a All chance right. to listen to right. the the jury scene in which the judge turns into like a gospel singer and the jury into a gospel choir no. and they sing he's guilty, no, I'll post it up for you and no. tag you with it tomorrow. <laughs> that was bad. It was something else. Do you remember Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac? <laughs> do what? So okay. Do, do I ever? So did you know that Post Malone did a rendition? Really. Mario. This is Post Malone. Yeah, I'm here for it. Baby, now I got the flow. Cause I knew it from the start. Uh-huh. Baby, when you broke my heart, uh-huh. that I come back again. And so yeah, I will. You lied to me. Sing it, Glenn. <laughs> my, these vocals, man, they keep improving. Yes, I tried. Yes, I tried. I feel like this was the lost Gap Band song. Yeah, it does have that feel. Yeah. Man, that's when I when I saw you have to actually see the live performance of this to okay. appreciate it even more because you know how Post Malone looks and yeah. no one expected that. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess apparently he was at some like Bonnaroo or part, something. Well, no, prior to that, <laughs> okay, he was at some party. It was like a a private celebrity party, and somebody put on Return the Mac. Okay, and Post Malone started singing, and everyone was like, "You actually know that song? Everybody should know that song." But like, you got to look at. But Post Malone is is. is, is 
is in the game enough as a as a rapper that he's got to be familiar with. With I mean, a case could be made that that's the best R and B song in the nineties. That's, that, that's my jam. Yeah. That's my jam. Well, hey, let's get let, quickly. Let's get into our blast from the past. Yeah, now, yeah. this is kind of all ties in. I know we were talking about uh, Kanye. Um, producing um, Nas's new album, mm-hmm. so I wanted to bring a, a bla- blast from the past from 1991. Mario. That's no barbecue. For my brain just like a rifle Stampede the stage I leave the microphones split Play Mr. Tuffy While I'm on some pretty tone-ish Verbal assassin My architect pleases When I was 12 I went to hell for snuffing Jesus Nasty Nas is a rebel to America Police murderer I'm causing hysteria My troops roll up with a strange force I was trapped in a cage And lit out by the main source Swimming and women like a lifeguard Put on a bulletproof eye and strike hard Kidnapped the president's wife without a plan And hanging looking like the Ku Klux Klan I melt mics to the sound waves over Before stepping to me, I'd rather step to Jehovah Slamming MCs on cement Cause verbally, I'm iller than an AIDS patient I move swift and uplift your mind Shoot the gift when I rip and rhyme Rapping sniper, speaking real words My thoughts react like Steven Spielberg's Poetry attacks, paragraphs punch hard My brain is insane, I'm out to lunch guard Science is dropped, my raps are toxic My voice blocks locks and excels like a rocket The debut verse from Nas Yep Live from the barbecue Main source, Lars Professor Yeah, yeah A dope album, by the way no doubt. So the the reason I wanted this to be the blast from the past because you posted something on on Facebook and I, I just wanted to end the podcast on this and you talked about um, Nas's beat picking over the years and that's that's a that's been a very controversial thing as far as you've got your your Nas heads yeah. and and just other Lord hit, the Nas heads will fight you. Well, they will fight you. Now you compared Nas I to someone. Nas is equal to LeBron. Um, Nas's beats equal to the rest of the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And that that got a lot of traction this morning. So so what were people saying? Uh most people I thought it it got a lot of lot of agreement that that um I mean, you know, the the statement it comes from um Vlad, the the hip hop interviewer right. that's, you know, popping and stuff, I think what Hot 97 or whatever or is the, all the YouTube the Vlad Elliot. Okay. So, well, essentially, the topic was raised um, that, you know, that Nas is like the worst beat picker for, for his stature in the game. Right. And a lot of people have, have weighed in on that, and most people have agreed with it. And Which I do. Yeah, which I do as well. And, you know, people get, like, frustrated when you say that. I'm like, well, that if you're an A-level rapper – the level of rapping normally doesn't go down. Like, like once you are established, dude, like I don't Kendrick Lamar can be 70. I don't think you ever spit like a whack rhyme. Mm-hmm. So now we're just purely basing the song on basically the track. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously there's other things to it. It's not just one plus one equals two, but you know, Jay-Z is always a live rapper, so why are his albums good? What what separates one album for another? It tends to be just your, like, you, you know, your 
sonically, how does that joint sound? Right. And, and Nas has been like lackluster on that. And like a lot of people, you know, don't want to admit that, but that's like, you know, that's that's why he's not the greatest of all time, I, even though his absolutely. talent level was arguably the greatest that anybody ever had. And by the way, the live from the barbecue or live at the his barbecue. flow on that. I didn't think that was like I didn't like when when that came out. You didn't like that. I liked it, but I didn't see. I didn't say like this cat is gonna be like like not like you know what I'm saying like like yeah. I knew it was a buzz with him. Then what was halftime was the next song mm-hmm. that came out, and halftime was dope, right? And then it ain't hard, but like nothing still didn't prepare me for for Illmatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, my like New York State of Mind, the is greatest opening track, the, the greatest opening track of 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 any. The only no thing doubt. that rivals that, in my personal opinion, is um, Diggable Planets. Good to be here because mm-hmm. that's you, such you, a wake up you, song. You've always you've but, always but, said that, but. But well, well, let me let me say something real quick. Yeah. So I said that on Twitter. Okay. I said that that is the greatest opening. New York State of Mind is the greatest opening song on a hip hop album. And guess who disagreed with me? Sam Dunn. Mario. Mario Travis. Oh, tell, Mario, tell him what you tweeted at me. I said that uh, the, the better opening songs for an album are "The Mob" by Lil Wayne, "Apple of My Eye" by Rick Ross. Also, it is better than New York State of Mind. There was a third one. I'm trying to think of what the, I mean, because I can name a, a few others. Oh, that the, first of all, that the intro for the Dynasty album f- by far it, uh, tops New York State of Mind. That, that's a great opening, but. The- but here's the thing, too. It's not just a great, it's not opening for an album is opening for a, a debut be, album of an yeah, artist sure. that that's the thing for sure okay because okay so we we can can we talk about reasonable doubts opening that was can't your other knock one. The that was your other one can't knock the hustle can't knock the hustle isn't a stronger song than the new york state of mind it definitely is it wasn't a strong song it definitely is when, when most people would, would would agree that isn't no, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, it is. We if you talking bar for bar, you weren't you, even alive. Did, bar yeah, for bar, you talking about the, the the beat was better. Look, I don't know listen, about that. Let me let me say something real quick, Mario. Let, let me let me say something. When I heard and I, and I I heard uh, Nas on live on the barbecue, and I said live at the barbecue, I said, man, he's he's really good. I can't wait to hear his album. And when I heard after the train tracks on uh, what is it Genesis yeah. the intro in, in New York State, that right there. Just took him to a whole. Yeah, it was it was, it was another... a W. Put like this: nobody Jay Z wasn't even Jay Z until right. Well, after Jay Z doesn't blow up until till ain't ain't no ninety six. No, but well, saying, not even he doesn't, he doesn't blow up till the Foxy Brown song. Can't knock the hustle. Didn't do what Illmatic did or nothing. Not not New York State of Mind. Yeah. Did. no, no, and and I, I I get that because what it I wasn't mean, even it wasn't even the first single released. No, and, and I understand that. You know what I mean? Because, but you also have to think about this. What? Because Illmatic came out with ninety two. Oh no, ninety three. Ninety two. It was ninety two. Ninety three. Live at the barbecue was ninety one. Yeah, ninety. Right? Yeah, that, that was. But when when this halftime comes out, and I think there was a gap. I think between. the album doesn't come out actually until ninety. Because live at the barbecue was ninety one. Correct. Yeah, I think it's ninety three, and and, and is when the actual album dropped. The single may have been out in April nineteenth, nineteen ninety four. Ninety four for Illmatic? Illmatic. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. So West Coast ninety six. Okay, that makes sense. Um, he, here's the deal. 
there was there was a build up for the Nas album. And what happened was the source, and this is when the source was at the apex of yeah. his powers, right. gave them a a uh, five mics. And they hadn't given a five mic score to anybody since like 91 when they gave one like brand Nubians and. I thought they gave one to Biggie for uh, Ready to Die. But that's after. That's after. I think that was no, four and no, a half. That was before. It was 92. I, I think that was four and a half. Was it four and a half? I thought they gave him five. Ready no, to die. No, they, no, I think they, 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 they went back and changed it. But, yeah, so no Wait one. Wait a minute. Re- ready to Die was 94. Yeah, it certainly went I thought, was, I thought it was 92 or 93. No, no I was, Ready I was, to I was, Die was, was 94. Because Pac came out in what? In 90. Ready to Die. I'm almost positive Ready to Die was 94. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, wasn't, it didn't because nice. Because. Because inner uh, Wu Tang's was the same ninety three. Okay, because I remember where I was. So ninety three, and Ready to Die came after that. Because we, we we skipped school with the Wu Tang album, so that was ninety three. So ninety four. I'll look at it. But, up. but my point is, is that 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 there had been build up, and then when you got like it meant something to get five mics in the source, and like 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 people were like, oh wow, like this like like. We need to check this. So people yeah, you, were buying this album without even even hearing stuff. All we heard was "It Ain't Hard to Tell," and they had a remix of "It Ain't Hard to Tell" on it, which was dope as well. Mm-hmm. And when that joint came on, people was just like, "This is this is a." <clears throat> when, when he say the smooth criminal on beat breaks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, you you were right. Uh, it was ninety four. It was September thirteenth. Ready to die. Yeah, yeah, because I I I, re- I remember that. And then um, because 92 was like the Chronic and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chronic, Chronic did come out in 92. Yep. Um, so, yes, my apologies. But the, the funny thing about the uh, Illmatic album, I never heard the full thing. Still? Still to this day. You know what was so great about Illmatic for me was the fact that it, it, it changed, like song to song, it really was dramatic changes. You go from New York State of Mind to Life's a Bitch. Like it was such a dramatic change in the, feel. The problem with the album is, is that considering you you had heard halftime from the Zebrahead soundtrack, yep. and you heard it ain't hard to tell yep. before you bought the album, you basically only got eight more more songs. It, it wasn't so very long. so so if there's a knock against its its being the greatest album of all time, is that at the time you you already had twenty percent of it. It's mm-hmm. not it's not like most albums which you're getting like a whole lot, but. The 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 fact of the matter is he just had the top producers of the time mm-hmm. giving them A level yep. stuff and the fact that they never thought to just go back and do the exact same thing. Like you got Q Tip, you got Big L E S who is like I guess kind of his boy, mm-hmm. you got DJ Premier, you got Large Professor, and you got Pete Rock. And that was just that that was literally that time period. Those were the, the cast that you'd want. I mean, right. other than Dre who who basically had a completely different sound. Mm-hmm. East Coast production wise, and, that was the Holy Grail. And RZA, possibly, but even but RZA had such a Wu Tang was such their own thing. Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? Like that that was mm-hmm. that was the the like I, I just never understood why couldn't you come out with a great album every single time if you got the top Primo, Pete Rock, Q Tip, Large Professor beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm listening to Illmatic. This week, I'm going to listen to the whole album. And listen, my favorite track, really, honestly, on the whole album is "Represent." Okay, that, that beat. My favorite is "Memory Lane." 
Really? After 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 New York State of Mind. But yeah, memory. I mean, Lane. New York State of Mind is the best track, but my, my favorite to like Yeah. What's your favorite not a song though? My favorite? Oh. Mine is the message, but Mine is actually Shootouts. Shootouts is his best song probably empirically, if we're just like 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 conceptual wise is probably um I gave you power. When he's rapping as the gun, yeah, yeah, that was dope. But, but uh, like, like that—that's that's super live. Like he's like, like what a gun would be thinking. But the second verse is shootouts is is such a, a dope brand. He's talking about this this um um dude comes back from prison or whatever, and they have like a party for him, and then somebody come comes around and want and starts something. And it's just such a dope dope story. Yeah. And how, how he wraps it up is is so cold, boy. Well, one one track that did it for me with with, with Nas, and I'm gonna take this to one of Glenn's theories is is how a video can really change your impression of a song or an, or an artist. Mm-hmm. Man, hate me now. Yeah, man, yeah, that's an that, epic video. That's a better video than his song, though. I, this, when I heard the song, I was like, oh, "That's a that's a good song." But when I saw the video with Diddy wilding out, I said, "Oh man, that's Nas like, doesn't have great videos though." But like, that was a that was a well, I that, like that video. That, that a was lot. at the time in which they they spent some money. the The best video I liked was just the intro to um, Street Dreams, where he's out mm-hmm. with the the um, the dude who just passed away, the Italian actor who um oh, who yeah. dies in the pink suit, and he's talking about it's it's, it's basically based on mm-hmm. um on um um the casino movie, mm-hmm. the Scorsese joint, yeah. And dies in the pink suit, and he's got the um Seville, the Cadillac Seville, and he's talking yep. to him. Didn't it blow up in the video? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Glenn, this this brings us to the end here. Yeah, I, I feel we we've done everybody a disservice because we did talk about the Beyonce concert, but we but we can't do everything. But you know, we we talked about the Marcus Cousins and yeah, the Rose. I mean, those are, people want to know about that stuff. Yeah, um, can't knock the hustle is the Demar Derozan <laughs> of don't don't of, just, of don't Jay. don't dis, don't disrespect Jay. We want to thank everybody for listening to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast. This is Alex Meacham signing off. Glenn Rally, that fast, 2018.